0: everyone! Welcome to episode 7 of the Voices Unheard podcast. In today's episode, we're bringing us to a project in Bulgaria. Before we begin, I wanted to share a personal story. So, I've been to Bulgaria before. It's an absolutely beautiful country, especially if you like the mountains. But the thing is, not many people visit there, and so I didn't really know much about the country before I went there. This led me to googling a lot of times a bunch of fun facts about the country, and one of the things you always come across is what Martina Zgeska tries to capture in her project Dried Roses. Martina is a photojournalist who started the Dried Roses project. She's originally from Poland, but travelled and lived in Bulgaria for a few years, and is absolutely in love with the country. Her project Dried Roses focuses on an important problem in Bulgaria, the country with the fastest rate of depopulation in the world. I won't reveal too much more, so let's dive in.
1: Hey Martina, thank you so much for agreeing to be featured today. So can you first of all tell us about your project Dried Roses?
2: Hey, and thanks a lot for inviting me. Uh, actually. I have to add that uh, the name of your podcast is so nice and I I wanted to say that, (laughs) that Voices Unheard is like perfect name for the podcast and to talk about my topic Uh, because uh, my project uh, is a long-term photojournalism project uh, about the population in uh, Bulgaria. Uh, it contains a result of three visits in Bulgaria uh, which were dedicated to this pro- project and uh, where I was looking for, firstly, for abandoned villages and people who stay in almost abandoned ones. Mm-hmm. Also, I try to find out if there is anybody who tries to work on
1: the problem of the population in Bulgaria. Okay, so the, basically I have kind of I have a few thoughts already. So it's called um, Dried Roses. Why is it, why did you give it that name?
2: Okay, so when you think about Bulgaria, uh, the symbol of it, it's uh, aromatic rose oil. Uh, and it's, I think, well known that uh, Bulgaria is uh, one of the biggest producer uh, of uh, rose oil in the world. And uh, when you go to Bulgaria, and then when you think about souvenir from, from there, Uh, The best choice would be to give uh, some cosmetic from the rose, some gem, liqueur, or other stuff. Uh, So I combined this symbol of the country with the state of slowly disappearing. Flowers without water get dry and countries without people will die. So that was my first thought about this project. Like when I was thinking the population in Bulgaria roses and stuff I just connected this in the one Uh, of course I don't want to be that extreme and sound that extreme uh, that Bulgaria gonna die Uh, I think dried roses may also reflect aging
1: and losing uh, intensity Mm. yeah I like that I like that a lot and thank you so much for sharing the story behind that So your project is, I mean, it's obviously, as you've mentioned, it's about Bulgaria. Tell us your connection with the country then. So I used to live in
2: Bulgaria in 2016 and 2017. Uh, My Mm. life here was kind of normal. I went to work here in big company uh, in business park in Sofia. And actually Mm. I was collecting money for the trip around the world which ended just to to travel to Asia and Australia. Uh, oh, anyway, <laughs> I start to love the country, and in the end, I wanted to say goodbye to the country in the in, in a special way. And when I get to know that there is some uh, hiking route through entire Bulgaria, maybe you heard about Kom Emine it's from uh, border with Serbia and it's finishing in the seaside, uh, mm. in the Cape Emine. So I yeah. hiked it. Uh, it's like 650 kilometers, and this made me fell in love in Bulgaria. Because when I was mm. living here, I was like, okay, it's nice, it's nice, but it's just nice. <laughs> mm. And after this hike, I... I I fell in love and I get crazy about Bulgaria and from this time I try to come back to the country every Mm. year like at least for two weeks so that's my connection from this time when I was living here I have many friends and Mm. I always find the reason to come back.
1: Wow that's awesome I also I feel like there's such a difference between kind of being in the cities in Bulgaria versus kind of everything out there because it's so it's there's so much nature and like so many different like mountain ranges to explore as well so that's an experience in itself as well that's awesome and what made you want to capture the phenomenon let's say of depopulation in particular was there a story behind that or was there someone you know who talked about it or what's the story behind
2: Actually, I didn't realize so much why, why I was living here. What's going on in Bulgaria so much? I knew that the population in Bulgaria is obviously way lower than Poland, but mm. I've never had many like thoughts about that. Uh, mm. Actually, I start to uh, dig deeper uh, because even when I come back to Poland and start to live there, I um, start my master thesis. And I knew that it has to be about Bulgaria. So mm. I talked with my professor and he said, find really good topic. To, then I allow you to, uh, to make this project about, about Bulgaria. So I was digging really deep what is the topic worth to talk about and uh, to show to the world. And uh, I realized that this is the, the problem of the population. So that was Mm. the story behind.
1: Wow, I see. And can you share with our listeners out there what the situation is really like? Do you know any statistics about it or we just know there is a general trend that people are leaving?
2: Actually, it's not only the problem that people are leaving. Uh, Mm -hmm. Actually, the problem of the population touched uh, almost whole Europe. The top mm-hmm. ten or even top twenty countries uh, that uh, has this problem, they are mostly in Europe. I think just two or three countries are out of Europe. So it's it's not only Bulgaria fighting with that, but in Bulgaria there are four factors that uh, are super strong because it's all okay. the one thing is huge migration, then low uh, birth rates, and uh, also the fact that. Uh, They are a little young people and the society is ageing. So all of these things are connected. And then the Mm. kind of bad situation with the economy. Uh, Mm. Bulgaria is winning many statistics, unfortunately, the bad ones. But, uh, Mm. you know, I don't want to see just the numbers because numbers don't tell everything.
1: So, like, you don't believe it's kind of something that should define a country, basically. Like, the country should be defined by way more than just, you know, people coming or people leaving. Yeah, that makes Mm -hmm. a lot of sense. So does that mean nobody's really coming into Bulgaria then? It's just people leaving? Or are there still people migrating here as well?
2: Actually, uh, what I realized when I was starting uh, working on this project uh, is the fact that Here are many foreigners um, migrating. Uh, For Mm. example, here is a huge uh, minority of Russians. Still, there is many Turkish people, but uh, with the Turkish it's more complicated and it's very Mm. connected with history. Actually, Russians too. But what is interesting, there are many uh, people from Western countries or from United Kingdom.
1: Mm. Yeah, I've also found that um like when I've looked around and whenever I've heard English I'm like oh wait where's the accent from and it sounds like there are a lot of um there are a lot of expats from the UK as well But yeah, I'm wondering yeah. like do you know what is it that draws people to migrate to Bulgaria?
2: Uh, so Many people want to escape from the busy life that they uh, used to have in, uh, for example, United Kingdom, in uh, big countries, whereas many, many people, we have to take that uh, in the United Kingdom, for example, is way more people than in Bulgaria. And people are Mm -hmm. simply tired of this. Uh, But there are simply also economical reasons, like... uh, the wages in the united kingdom are way higher and when they have so much money and they can buy properties in bulgaria very cheap and for example retire here they just use this opportunity because they like how quiet is here how bulgarians are open for western uh, nations yeah they use this opportunity because for them that's the better way uh, to, to spend their mm. uh,
1: uh, retirement. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And what about are there Bulgarians that are coming back to Bulgaria they?
2: Surprisingly, and which uh, really makes me feel better, there are plenty of Bulgarians that are coming back. and these stories are often really interesting because uh, the general point of view of many Bulgarians like, why do you want to come back to Bulgaria or when they see Mm -hmm. some foreigners why why the hell you come here like many Bulgarians Mm. even they love their country so much and actually many Mm -hmm. of Bulgarians are patriots they often Mm. can't understand why some people move here like they they can understand why some people go for holidays but it's hard Mm -hmm. for them to understand uh, why somebody come back or move here Mm -hmm. but actually there are many uh, many people who come back and they often make some business here and just make them dreams come true like they they went abroad to earn some money and now they come back to realize
0: what they wanted Mm.
1: yeah that's amazing that's very very promising as well i'm just wondering can you share with us some of your favorite stories that you have captured
2: okay there are Few of the mm-hmm. stories. Uh, some might be some com- a little complicated. Uh, okay. So maybe let's choose some some simple ones. <laughs> uh, for example. Uh, that was a really surprising story for me uh, of uh, mm-hmm. one uh, beautiful and hardworking woman, uh, mm-hmm. Silena, that I met her in Aglen. Uh, what was interesting, she came back to Bulgaria from the United States, uh, where she uh-huh. went to study and uh-huh. where she was a model. And she had a mm-hmm. really good life there. She had a house, family. Actually, she was er- earning good money and having good time there. Um, but also she started to be very tired of this busy life uh, and hard work like without seeing family friends so mm. she decided to come back and i met her when she was opening her, her uh, eco farm uh, in agland that oh. was so so nice that i could see uh, how everything is starting because really this was the first day of of this farm that was very nice story and I was so shocked that when she said oh yes I used to be a model so I was like (laughs) okay
0: and now she was like
2: in uh, working clothes yeah digging in in the earth Uh, so that that was super cool. I have a similar story of uh, Philip, that uh, he lives in uh, Zelen right now, and actually he also, he used to live actually whole life in uh, Sofia, in big city, but Mm -hmm. from the childhood he knew that he wanted to live closer to the nature. He went Mm -hmm. to study in France, then he was in some uh, French island, then uh, there he Mm -hmm. learned agriculture and stuff like this. And he uh, came back to Bulgaria. Uh, He moved to the house of his grandmother near to Sofia. And Mm -hmm. there he make also like uh, agriculture. Everything is uh, well organized and uh, sustainable using yeah. some new techniques to make everything uh, better and more uh, mm. eco-friendly. Oh, also, man. he has Airbnb there, and if you want, you can stay with him. He's uh, also interested in kind of some uh, spiritual way of ah, living and really? yeah, connected with the nature and this stuff. So that was also very inspiring. And when I visit him, I was like, whoa so different way of living so peaceful Mm. quiet so something quite different
1: that's amazing um wow i'm actually i'm just wondering what what process do you go through to find kind of who to contact and who to feature on your um project then
2: okay so to find these people uh Simply, first thing which I used was internet and Facebook, like Facebook <laughs> groups. But uh, the way how I met Svilena, it was uh, because I was already in Aglen meeting with other person that I met uh, from Facebook, and we were just walking around the village. And as you can mm. imagine, Bulgarian village is not so big. So uh, it was uh, like just the fate that I had to meet Svilena. Uh, mm. And with Philip, uh, I met through... Um, other person, which is also the character of my project. I met through Petya Ketrikova, uh, is a journalist. So yeah, it's oh. like I started with Facebook internet and from there people start to meet with other people. But mm. also I met them because I was hitchhiking or just I was traveling with my Bulgarian friends. They took me to some places and we just met randomly like I just sometimes knock to the door and say hey Mm -hmm. I make this project so Mm -hmm. it was many ways.
1: Wow I mean I think in in so many ways that's like that's where you get the most kind of authentic stories as well because they come from places you're kind of least expecting as as well that's awesome that's really really cool. Oh wow. <laughs> so obviously there are kind of many different platforms people use to raise awareness about particular issues. You know some people use like video making, they write stories, they use um, music or the arts and the list goes on but what do you think um, photojournalism catches that other platforms may not be able to then?
2: That's interesting question uh, because uh... I choose this kind of uh, way of talking about this project from uh, two reasons. First reason is that simply I'm a photographer. So that's, uh, it's like my second native language to speak mm. about things. Uh, but the uh, other reason is also that I study uh, study journalism. And I also believe that uh, good journalism and uh, good spreading information about some issue cannot be uh, well done without the data, uh, without uh, good research and without yeah. saying every detail to uh, to the audience. Uh, I don't mm. like this in the movie where you can uh, you have to use some mental shortcuts. Like you just say one word which symbolize something because you don't have time and tools to explain everything. So uh, I didn't want to work only on mental shortcuts, uh, which uh, Mm. often has to be used in movies, for example, because you have limited time, limited attention of uh, the person. And Mm. probably you have to shock somebody to keep the attention Mm -hmm. like just in 10 minutes and you just touch the problem i didn't want to do that i wanted to make awareness and not only show the problem the issue but also show that there are people who try to resolve the 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 problem and to Mm. activate people that when they will see it they will want to do something with it also not not just to see it and yeah that's the problem thank you no no i didn't want to make this effect i want to change something for real
1: Mm, i see i see so then it's i guess like i guess how that manifests in your project is i guess you could say i have two sections you've got Where you're interviewing and featuring people who are in these villages where people keep leaving and people are not coming back, but then on the other hand, you've got these relatively young Bulgarians who are coming back. So yeah, that's really clear in your project. I think that's really really cool. I'm actually I'm just curious then. Okay, let's say you're in a remote village and you're knock on the door and they say like, oh yeah, cool. I'm happy to share my story. Is there a process you go through or it's a, is a kind of organic?
2: Actually, uh, it's uh, it depends. It depends everywhere mm-hmm. because sometimes people were really open to share the stories. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people immediately feel the topic and understand what I'm doing. So they wanted to share, mm-hmm. like they feel the value in this. Some people mm-hmm. needed more time or they couldn't understand what I'm doing here this funny girl like in the village Mm -hmm. with the camera Uh, so it Mm -hmm. it really depends but uh, in general people were very open and tried to help no matter if they understand what I'm doing or not so Mm -hmm. yeah it was kind of a process and uh, I needed time mostly to to get some information from the people
1: yeah that's awesome that's awesome i mean i find that bulgarians are pretty kind of they're pretty open i think i think they're pretty open to sharing their stories and also sharing kind of anything to do with just sharing their culture their history etc so that's that's really cool um what are you hoping this project will kind of lead to then ideally
2: oh ideally uh, i hope that it will um, help to find the solutions for mm. the problem of the population, that it will be easy, uh, replicable and easy to implement in other countries. Because as I mentioned before, that's not only a Bulgarian problem, the, the problem of uh, the population. Mm. So that's my uh, uh, my dream, <laughs> to find yeah. a solution for that.
1: Yeah, yeah, I hope so, too. And I think your project is so important in kind of raising awareness so people at least know what's happening, because I feel like a lot of people are just, they don't realize this is a problem. (laughs) So I think that's why your project is really important. Okay, so we're just kind of, we're getting to the end of our podcast interview now. And I'm just, I just, I'm just wondering, what do you hope Bulgaria will look like in 10 years time, maybe?
2: I can have big hopes, but I'm also aware that, uh, for example, the population process uh, didn't mm. start like 5-10 years ago. It started 40 years ago. Uh, mm. So a reverse process can take uh, similar time, not just 10 years. But I hope that more people will come back to the village. I can't mm. imagine any exact number, but it will be more people and it will be more this kind of people that they will want to make their their dreams on this unused land and they will do it in a sustainable way and the country will become better in general. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I hope so too. I hope so too.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode, You can let Martina and I know by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or you can review it on the Anchor website. Your reviews are important for me to know what kinds of content you want more of and also the stuff you might want less of. So then this podcast can feature the people and issues that you care about. Make sure you check out Dried Roses in this episode's description and also follow Martina on her various adventures around the world too. The next episode will be taking us to a disability education project based in the US. So until then, see you in two weeks.